Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And today I wanted to chat about um, a survey recently done by the S&P Dow Jones Indices. And I was interviewed by the Herald Sun, by Karina Barrymore from the Herald Sun, and asked for comments regarding this report. And pretty much the report is, is an Australian scorecard, or what they call the Australian scorecard, and it's about the debate between active or passive investing. And it really relates to managed funds. And when I was asked to, to comment from this, my first reaction was, yeah, this is pretty normal. There's nothing unusual about this whole active versus passive debate. And that's really sort of what I'm talking about here. Now, what I'm going to do is read from some of this report so you sort of get an idea of what the industry is thinking. And probably some of you who's been listening to these podcasts for quite a while will know exactly what my thoughts are but let's have a look at the report it only came out uh, just recently actually it was only a couple of weeks ago and i've actually posted the article by the herald sun that's i've actually put that on our facebook page our wealth within facebook page and i think i've put it also on our wealth within google plus page so if you haven't gone to either one of those pages go to our our facebook page uh, just type in wealth wealth within in your facebook if you've got facebook and you'll pick up the article they also post some things like Um, my analysis on some stocks like I just posted one yesterday on Woolworths uh, that I'd done about a month or two ago and it's still really really relevant to today and I thought uh, I'd probably post that because Woolworths is actually looking good but let's get into the report now it actually says the summary of this report says the S&P Dow Jones indices has been the de facto scorekeeper of the ongoing active versus passive debate since the first publication of the SPIVA US scorecard in 2002 Over the years, we've built on our 14 years of experience publishing the report and expanding the scorecard coverage into Australia, Canada, and lots of other places. Um, It goes on to say, while the report will not end the debate on active versus passive investing in Australia, we hope to make a meaningful contribution by examining the market segments in which one strategy works better than the other. The Speed of Australia scorecard reports on the performance of actively managed Australian mutual funds against the respective benchmark indices over one, three and five year investment horizons. In this scorecard, we evaluated returns on more than 608 Australian equity funds, large, mid and small cap, as well as REIT, which are real estate basically, 294 international equity funds and 66 Australian bond funds. So that's sort of the the premise of what they're actually doing. The report goes on to say there's no consistent trend in the yearly active versus index figures. So there's no consistent trend between the active and passive investments. But we have consistently observed that the majority of Australian active funds in most categories fail to beat the comparable benchmark indices over three and five year horizons. As of June 2016, the majority of Australian funds in all categories, except the Australian mid cap and small cap fund category, were outperformed by their respective benchmarks over the one, three and five year periods. International equity Australian bonds and A-rate funds significantly underperformed their respective benchmark indices over one, three and five year periods. 
Interesting fact is it's what we're talking about here is large cap funds generally or large, very, very large funds. And I'll go on to make a, a bit of a comment about that in the middle. But that's not really a, a good in, indication or sorry, that's not a good recommendation to go active versus passive. It's just saying active funds are underperforming the index. And I'll explain why they're actually underperforming the index. I'll just give you a couple of quotes here in terms of the returns. With regards to Australian general equity funds, it says the S&P ASX 200 was flat with a return of 0.56% in the 12-month period ending June 2016. And over the same period, all Australian large cap equity funds posted an average return of 0.09%. So it did underperform with close to 60% of them underperforming the S&P ASX 200. Over the five-year period, 69% of funds in this category were beaten by the benchmark. If we look at international equity funds, uh, they posted a loss of 2.1% in the past one-year period. The majority of funds in this peer group, 80.7%, underperformed the S&P. This is another quite interesting figure because a lot of um, financial planners or uh, people in the industry are promoting people to use international funds quite regularly. And it's one of those things that I talk about in my book, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%, is going offshore doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make more money because more choice doesn't mean better returns. Now, there's a couple of things I need to talk about in my comments regarding this. It's about comparing apples versus apples. And, and we often get this with people ringing us up looking for us to manage their share portfolios. And they're going, well, how have you performed against the index or how have you performed against X, Y, and Z? And it really is, you need to, you, you can't actually do that in terms of comparing a direct share portfolio that can be 98% in shares and 2% cash to uh, an international uh, managed fund that invests in different markets that might have 30, 40% in cash, 30 or 40% maybe in Australian share market and the rest in world markets or um, some sort of other fund which is a large cap Australian share fund that has a large proportion of cash, so much in bonds and then a big chunk you know, obviously in Australian shares. It's just not relative to do that. It's about what's acceptable to you in terms of returns because cash will bring the, the difference. If the share market goes down by 10% and you get 3% in cash, in theory, that means a net minus 7%. But if you've got a, a fund that's pretty much all equities and no cash, it will be more minus seven, more closer to that minus 10%. So it's looking at apples versus apples when you're looking at it. And obviously, a predominantly share fund that might be in mid caps or small caps might be more volatile on a, on a yearly basis, or it will be more volatile on a yearly basis, than a big blue chip, big large blue chip fund. So it's all comparing funds in terms of what are they investing in, because really all you want to do is compare fund versus fund, because rather than fund versus the index, and we've all often debated the index maybe not a good benchmark for reporting any returns. And at the end of the day, as long as you're happy with the returns, you're happy with the returns. But in the argument of active versus passive, the active funds charge you higher interest rates and they're saying, or sorry, interest rates, they charge higher fees because they're saying they're being more active, they're doing a lot more work for you. So therefore, they're justifying higher fees. What's actually happening is they are being more active within their buying and selling within the fund but the higher fees eat into the profits that they might otherwise be making, which brings back to being pretty much what the, the passive funds are. So let's say you choose a big blue chip, passive blue chip, buy and hold type fund. 
the returns you're going to get on that are pretty going to be pretty similar to what you're going to get on a big blue chip active fund because of those fees will eat away at, at this. And I was talking about this in my book over 10 years ago, in my book, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%. And it is really interesting that they keep doing these reports. And I'm not sure whether they expect a different answer because it's going to be the case constantly. The only way to outperform something is to not be like that something. So therefore, if you are looking to outperform the All Ordinaries Index, and the All Ordinaries Index is the top 500 shares, then you can't have 500 shares in your portfolio because you'll do exactly what the index does. So you've got to be different to the index. Now, we know in Australia that our index is very, very, very top-heavy. So the top 20 stocks, even the top 50 stocks, take up you know, two-thirds of the whole market. So if you buy the top 20 or top 30 stocks in your portfolio, pretty much what you're going to do is average what the market's averaging because that's what's driving the market. Therefore, that's what I talk about having concentrated portfolios. So I talk about it in my book and I teach it to our traders is you don't, you don't have a portfolio that's going to try and match the in index because that's what they call a balanced fund anyway. So it's no use buying the top 20, top 30 stocks. If you want to beat the index, you've got to be doing something different or have your portfolio not like the index. Now, you may overperform or you may underperform it, but you will get different returns. And this is why being an active investor with a contra-traded portfolio, you have much higher uh, potential for beating the index. And that's why we're saying to have between 8 and 12 stocks in your portfolio. We're not into, well, I'm not into waiting to sectors, you know, having so much in each different sector, which the industry promote. And that's really all, that sort of type of investing is more for the managed funds. Because what they're trying to do is balance out the ones going up with the ones going down to smooth out volatility in your portfolio. Whereas really what the investor wants is good upside. That's what you want as an investor. And I was speaking for the Australian Technical Analyst Association only uh, last Thursday, actually. Uh, sorry, not yeah, last Thursday night. And I said to them, has anybody ever worried about a share going up in their life? And there was no hands up in the room, but I said, have you ever worried about them going down? And the answer was yes. So to me, as long as you've got shares rising in value, then what's the big issue? As long as you're protecting the downside, then you're going to get better returns. And the interesting thing is with our personal fund that we're running, poor people or individual portfolios, is when the, in, when the market's going down, we significantly outperform the market because we're exiting the market before it falls. And even more, once it starts to fall, so therefore our performance grossly outperforms them. But once the market's starting to rise, because all the big managed funds are already in those stocks and hitting the big fall, they'll start to take off a bit faster than us in terms of their returns because we're getting back into the market, but then we'll rise with them, basically. So we'll keep pace with them and sometimes uh, and outperform them slightly on that. But when the dips happen, we get the gap between us and the and the index gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's really what an individual can do is you can continually make those gaps between your portfolio and your lords different. And that's what I would suggest you do. So just learn how to you know put a portfolio of between 8 and 12 stocks together. It's not that hard to do. Uh, you just need to read and follow the rules in my book if you're an investor. If you're a trader, there's more things you need to, to learn. But hopefully you've enjoyed this little um, podcast on the Australian scorecard by S&P. Um, or the Standard & Poor's who put this together. So, But really, I am on the active management, and that's personally active management rather than using a big managed fund. If you feel you need to use managed funds, then go for smaller boutique ones who don't have billions of dollars, who may have $100 million. So go for the smaller ones because they've got less shares and they're more able to be more nimble um, and move in and out of the market faster and therefore take the opportunities that are in the market uh, much easier. They are slightly higher risk, but... 
to me, it's again, you've got to balance that risk with your return. Anyway, I'll leave all that with you. Hope you've enjoyed my podcast. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Good luck, good trading, and take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.